What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Show. I am your host, Keith Cork. I am joined, as always, by my good buddy here and co-host, Mr. Trey Hill, uh, to break down a game four loss to the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. We don't have a final score just yet. There's a couple minutes left in the game, but it is a 20-point uh, blowout here. I've got my parents in town, so I figured why not just start early so I can go spend some time, quality time, not swearing at the Bulls uh, with my family. Uh, but no, I mean, yeah, all in all, Trey, I know we were talking a little bit before we got on here, but a pretty good effort. I mean, you know, it's the Milwaukee Bucks. They've still got Giannis Atascupo, obviously. They've still got um, really great role players. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about a few of them here in the show. I'm not upset about this loss as much as I was last loss. I'm not either, especially considering Caruso was only able to play 17 minutes before exiting due to catching that elbow to the face. I think what we've learned in this series more than anything is when the like the Bulls offense it was great at the beginning of the season but when it struggles they don't they don't have a defense to lean back on and that I I really think going forward the Bulls have to have like the mindset to have an aggressive defense moving forward that's w- when we've seen them b- have that kind of mindset they've been successful and watching Caruso leave he was really the only aggressive defender we had left with Lonzo Ball being out. So I think that really kind of took the wind out of the sails going like once he was out for good. Yeah, Bulls made a little bit of a faux run there in the third, but it never really felt like they had a chance to to take this one over. It felt like, you know, anytime the Bulls were able to give a punch, the, the Bucks had easily a counter punch left over for them. Um and yeah, the defense, you know, obviously one of the big things that we can Go ahead. I think part of that feeling is that we don't have that aggressive defense. Like we don't, we don't feel like we can't punch back, especially when you don't have Caruso and you don't have Lonzo out there. So a team that is as talented as Milwaukee, they know that whenever they want, whenever they want to hit us with a one-two, hey, make, like they can, they have the capabilities to do that. Whereas we, we don't have the ability to lock in and get you know three stops in a row. Uh, game started, Bobby. A couple of the Bucks, you know. 
bowl players that really stood out to me. Obviously, Buck, Bobby Portis, uh, obviously an ex-bull. Uh, can't say I necessarily am a huge fan of his now. I know you're, I see you clapping there, Trey. You're probably happy, and that's okay. I think he's fine. Uh, you just get so excited about that. You know me. I, I get a little butthurt about people that get excited about doing well. Uh, you know, I, I like the humble guys, the humble brag kind of guys like the Jimmy Butlers and the DeMar DeRozans of the world. But uh, but Bobby Porter, as much expression as he gives, he started the game really hot. Uh, I think he wanted to hit like three or four shots in a row where he just basically did the same shimmy little shake to the little sidestep and a, and a jumper from mid-range. Uh, Bulls didn't do a great job. Switching up any coverage there, it happened so many times where I was I was hoping they would just maybe get in his space a little bit more, and that just didn't happen. Uh, Bucks went away from that though, so it's not like that was the only thing that killed us this game. The other guy, obviously, is uh, the he who shall not be named on this show or any bull show. But uh, how do I make this a, uh, an insult here? Grayson Assen? I don't, I don't know. A- asshole Grayson. Uh, Zach, uh, <laughs> Zach Lowe. Zach Lowe of the Low Post calls him Ted Cruz. So Ted Cruz. I don't, I don't. He does think look like much, a mini Ted Cruz. He go. does. Perfect. So I don't think there's more of an insult than saying mini Ted Cruz had yeah. had the get had the playoff game of his life tonight. He went ten of twelve, six of seven from three, twenty seven points. He he had a great game, and with the coverage that the Bulls like, he was I I felt like he was getting pretty good looks, but he was able to execute, and that you know that's the difference. Well, another thing where it's like you know I wish the Bulls would have tried maybe something different because they kept. Every time the double came towards, uh, you know, Giannis, and this is by design from Giannis too, and from the Bucks also. They're not like idiots; they're smart as well, as far as basketball IQ goes. But Giannis was basically forcing the switch to come from Grayson Allen and just giving Grayson the the, the most wide open looks he's probably ever gotten in his career, uh, certainly in a playoff game uh, or, or a game of high magnitude. And so Grayson took advantage, ten of twelve from the field. Obviously, that's better than you know you would even expect in that situation. But uh, it's not like super super duper surprising because. You know, again, these are just wide open looks. Uh, six of seven from three, yeah, 27 points, just absolutely demolished the Bulls. You hate to go out like that as a Bulls fan, though, especially with the history from this season with uh, Grayson Allen breaking Caruso's wrist and making him sit out for so long. Um, just brutal. But, you know, there's not much you can do because either you give Giannis all the leeway he wants on offense or you and you don't double off of Grayson or you double off of Grayson and you give you know, make Grayson Allen beat you and Grayson Allen beat us today. They did, and I just I don't think the Bulls have the defensive talent to over to to pre-rotate kind of. So when you see that that switch is going to or that double is going to have to come, whoever is going to be trying to rotate over to Grayson Allen, you might have to leave a step or two early to make sure Grayson Allen isn't the guy getting the open shot. Like to, to me, I would like not ha- not being able to make those defensive adjustments on the fly is just really what kills the Bulls on these runs. Because when the offense works, it's great, but when the offense doesn't work, it just seems like it kills the entire team. Yeah, it's a. Uh, you could really, you know, people call it a make or miss league, which I think is just such a simplification, oversimplification. But it is. I mean, there's definitely some truth to it, and you could tell in the first half, particularly in the difference, uh, you know, between the Bulls getting quality shots and not getting quality shots and the Bucks getting quality shots and not quality shots. Um, Cause the Bulls are really relying on the Bucks, you know, missing shots in order to get that ball out in transition transition, which is where, you know, they want to score. And they just didn't get a lot of chances to do that today. It was a, it was a buck style play today. And the way that the Bucks controlled that style is by getting quality looks at the basket. Um, you know, even if they would have missed shots, uh, I don't think you would have seen a lot of a whole lot of bulls runouts, which, you know, is really uh, going to, cap what we can do against this Milwaukee Bucks team so uh it was an uphill battle never really you know thought the Bulls could win this I was really really hoping the Bulls could win two games 
so yeah, it was always going to be a uphill battle with this, uh, you know, Bucks team. But uh, you know, I was hoping the Bulls could win too, and it's looking more and more like they are just going to, you know, win one, which is about what we expected, right, Trey? That I mean, that's what we were hoping for at the start of the the series, and especially after how it started. I was, you know, that first game I was a little worried. But to get the one win, to be competitive, I think, in this game, after, you know, being, you know, you're down already. So, to me, it's great experience for the guys. I know DeRozan's experienced. Vucevic, he played what? I think they had, what, a series or two in the playoffs as an eight seed maybe with the Magic. Mm-hmm. So, he's probably been to a couple playoff games. But And Caruso, but you've got Zach, you've got Patrick Williams, you've got... Kobe White, you've got Io. All these guys, they haven't played in the playoffs before, so to go against a team of this caliber and to still be competitive, even when it when it looks, you know, it's very clear that you're outmatched in the series and, and things aren't going your way. They stayed, like you said, they stayed in the game for three quarters. To be able to do that, I, I'm chalking that up as a win, as long as the coaching staff can look at the tape and fix the errors uh, you know, this po- this offseason going into next year, because the team should be pretty much the same going into next year. So there's no excuse to not improve on the shortcomings that we had this, you know, this series. Yeah. And my parents are in town and, and Trey, I think, you know, my dad and I are sitting there talking. I think one of the things that, you know, we're both noticing, uh, he's been a long time basketball coach, obviously coached me when I was younger, um, been around the game for a long time. So we do ch- talk hoops, uh, believe it or not, when he's in town. And we were watching this game, and one thing that we both noticed, you know, just defensively, the defensive awareness, um, particularly on the weak side, particularly on rotations, just, you know, it's got to improve between the season and next season if the Bulls are ever going to be serious contenders to, you know, make waves in the playoffs. I'm not even saying to win the championship, just to even, you know, get past the first round, be a second round out maybe. Um, That's kind of, you know, improvement we're looking at here as far as incremental goes. And if you you just – you do those things – to make that kind of improvement and be that team. And then if somebody makes a jump of some kind, that takes you up to, you know, hey, maybe we are a championship contender team. Uh, and I know a lot of fans were talking about that earlier this season. I thought that was absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, we had some bad luck, too. And even in this game, too, we had some bad luck uh, with the Bucks shoot just shooting lights out. Uh, a lot of the breaks just weren't going our way. Uh, you know, we had loose balls that were just, you know, not getting up in our hands. We weren't getting offensive rebounds. We weren't getting calls. Uh, so, you know, this is kind of, it, it was just, it, as far as like in terms of game scripting, this was like a boring game. It was like, this is like the expectation. <laughs> the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? 
Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It was. So my question, I guess, is moving forward, we know the core of this team is likely not going to change. I think if we can improve on one thing on the defensive end, I keep saying they need to be more aggressive. I think that comes with better communication. I think you're going, you know, Zach's never going to be a plus off, you know, a super plus Mm -hmm. off ball defender. But if you can have the other guys yelling at him when to rotate, if you can have DeRoe, you know, DeRozan calling the stuff out. Caruso, I um, I think Lonzo does a decent job of it. I, I but I don't I don't know necessarily who on the Bulls is the is like the leader of the defense, the guy who's calling out all the coverages and those things. And like, you saw Marcus Smart win Defensive Player of the Year, and there's lots of players that if you just look at like defensive ability against another player that are better than Marcus Smart, but he leads that defense. He he's one of the most communicative players on like in the league when it comes to calling stuff out. And that value is just so underappreciated, I think, in the league. And I think that's really what the Bulls are lacking. That's why they're a step slow on rotations. And they just, they aren't, you know, they're not, we say we say we need the ball to pop on offense. We need the defenders to pop on defense. Yeah. And, um, you know, let's talk about Patrick Williams here. Patrick had a great game. I know you're talking a little bit about that, too, before we got on here, uh, Trey. Uh, I like it. I love his aggressiveness on the offensive end, but you're talking about defense too and needing a defensive communicator. That's a role that, you know, is open for the taking. And if he wants to really establish himself and be a guy that, you know, the Bulls are going to want to keep around long-term for sure, he's got to turn. I think that's an easy win for him to turn into that guy. I I know he's not, you know, naturally an an outspoken guy. He just seems very quiet and, and, you know, just kind of does his business on the floor. And and I don't want to force him to be something he's not. But getting that from that position, especially when you know you're not you're not sure what you're going to get offensively from that position, would be a huge win in my opinion. So uh, that'd be one and guy. See, I'm looking at Io. I'm looking mm-hmm. at the other direction because I want Patrick too. Williams. Like I want Patrick Williams to be the guy guarding Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. I want him to be in the action, and I want Io to be the guy, you know, covering Jalen Brown on the back end, rotating, calling stuff out, making sure everyone's going in the right direction. So I mean, I would love for Patrick Williams to be to be that guy also. But to me, like if I had to pick one guy on the roster, I think I would pick IO to try and embrace that role. Uh, but yeah, some of the good things, I mean, Patrick Williams, you know, broke out of a shooting slump. He had a really good game, 20 points on seven of 13 shooting from the floor, at least uh, shooting, still making some mental errors out there on the defensive end, still making some errors on the offensive end, of course, too. Um, no turnovers. I mean, we, we saw Kevin Durant freeze and let Jason Tatum get a wide open layup in the most important play mm-hmm. in that game one. So, you know, Everyone has defensive lapses, but I was just excited to see he shot six three pointers and seven shots inside a variety of shots. He was, you know, 
trying different things. I I was super impressed with him this game. It was it was the thing that I had highlighted the most. That's why I hadn't talked about it. I was saving it for last because I wanted to end on such a positive thing. Well, I'm sorry. I take that away from you. Uh, listeners, please take a moment. Go follow at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter, the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition. It provides more analysis. Again, that's at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. Go follow it now. And um, let's talk. Uh, we'll, we'll go to a downer then here, Trey. How about we bring our, our listeners down a little bit? Uh, Kobe White. Oh, my God. This guy. Uh, I was swearing at him up and down about 10 times in a row when he turned the ball over twice in a row to Grayson Allen. Just shook. Looks absolutely shook out there. Does not look like he has the confidence that we've seen him have at times. Uh, you know, th- that's how Kobe is, right? He's very up and down. He's a, he's a uh, feeling shooter. If he's feeling it, he's on. If he's not, he's out. Uh, played about 12 minutes today. Uh, just one of five from the field, oh three from from distance. Uh, a couple turnovers, which I just mentioned, there two steals in a row from from Grayson Allen, a couple assists. Um, just not bringing us what we need from that bench roll, and our bench scoring has just been uh, absolutely atrocious. I mean, it's been a bad all season. So, uh, how do we fix that going forward? Let me ask you that. With Kobe, I'd like to see his handle get just a little tighter in the off season. Mm-hmm. It seems like whenever he's going against someone who can't you know challenge him with stealing the ball on the defensive end he he can flow right into his offense but when he has to try and protect the ball from his defender he struggles with that sometimes so to me it's he has to continue to develop as a ball handler because I do think he has the playmaking skills we've seen that when he when he gets going when he's flowing he can drive and make the right passes but I just think I think his handle is just a little suspect at times and he got in his head about it enough that the announcers mentioned it on air that he wasn't. He didn't have confidence in his handle. So, like, I would love to see that. Um, in terms of how to get more bench scoring, well, to me, I'm looking next year. I'm not. I'm mm-hmm. not even thinking about the next game. So, yeah, Car- Caruso's still. You know, Caruso's on the bench. You got Caruso, Kobe White, Io. Um, to me, you play. You play more Derek Jones Jr. at the five. Mm-hmm. Is really what I think to kind of energize that bench to. Because if you if you're playing small at the five, everyone knows. Okay, we got to go hard on the defensive end, but everybody's quick. But we got to rotate. It just seems like the urgency level rises when you play with a small five. And I would really like to see the Bulls bench embrace the chaos. If you have Caruso, you've got Io. Maybe you can leave Lonzo in to run with the bench crew and just just really ramp up the defensive effort and intensity. Um, let me see. I thought this was probably the best game we've seen this series from Zach Levine. Um, didn't, you know, this is, there were, there was definitely some things that he, that happened that I didn't think were ideal, uh, particularly challenging Giannis, uh, at the rim and then fading away, which you never do against a, a, a shot blocker. That's always going to end up with a, your shot being blocked. He did that two or three times today, um, which was just kind of perplexing to me. Uh, you know, I felt like he took generally though, good shots. Uh, quality of shots was definitely improved over last game for sure. Uh, eight of 18 from the floor, 24 points. He had 13 assists also seeing the floor and, and passing the rock really well. Um, so that was impressive as well. I just, I just thought this was a really great Zach Levine game. Uh, I was really hoping that he would have the kind of, you know, coming out party that Devin Booker and, and others, other shooting guards have had in the past in the playoffs. And it just hasn't happened. Um, we do think that maybe he is a little injured still Trey, but I mean, what did you see from Zach today? Did you see Did you see what we've seen, you know, the last year and a half, you know, a couple of years here? I thought he looked more comfortable. The mm-hmm. the knee is definitely an issue. 
And part of that, I think, is why he challenges Giannis and things like that. He's so used to being the most athletic guy on the court. And I'm not saying he's more athletic than Giannis, even if he's at 100%. But he's just so used to to being that guy. But combined with Giannis's athleticism not being 100%, he's just he can't get there. But I think, to me, it felt like the game slowed down for him a little bit. The This is his first time in the playoffs. And DeMar is the guy on this team. So it's not like Zach has was getting, you know, tons of reps, even in those first couple games. So to me, it it really felt like, the you know, Zach just kind of figured out the playoff speed of things. And he, he's he's so talented, he makes things look effortless. And that's, that's why I think fans get so frustrated with him when things don't go well, because he makes it look like he – sometimes it looks as if he's not even trying. But yeah. I think he's – I think he's calibrated finally – to the playoff aspect. And that's huge going forward for somebody to come in and, you know, get the, get the playoff reps. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a good experience for him as well. He's still relatively young. Um, still got some, definitely some years left in his tank. He can still even improve on what he's been in the past guys. So I, you know, again, you know, we're talking about, do we max out Zach Levine or do we not? And, you know, it seems pretty clear to me that he's got the bag. He's got, you know, the offensive skill set that you want. Uh, I think you give it to him. I think you take that that chance. Um, I don't think, you know, I do wish that he'd play better defense. I wish he had better off-ball defensive awareness, but particularly. I think that's something that, you know, given his nature and what we know about the guy and what he said, that he will work on and he can improve on. So I'm not ready to give up on Zach Levine. I know some people are uh, in the opposite camp as far as that goes. I just think that's kind of... I, I, Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. A tad ridiculous. You know, I know it's always frustrating to lose basketball games, but we're playing against They're haters. Teams, They're so, haters. Yeah. It's a tad ridiculous. Um, you know, I've had my own questions about Zach Levine. If you guys have listened to the show quite a bit, I've definitely questioned him here and there. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely think he can improve, but I don't think there's any question here that he's worth that that max amount. So uh, let's all just, just shut that down. Let's just shut that down, so especially for this season while he's hurt when we're in the playoffs playing against potentially the – the uh, champions of the entire uh, association here. Let's just shut down all the Zach Levine, no max player talk for now, please. Uh, Twitter, you heard me out there. Uh, but hopefully, you know, you guys were on some of his overs there in Thrive Fantasy. I don't think they had any, but if they were, if they did, you should be. But uh, that's our new daily fantasy partner here at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ETHOS when you sign up to get 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks, plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night, score points when your props hit, and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ETHOS over at thrivefantasy.com. Pose this question to you, I think it's at least three times in the show here, Trey. Is Alex Caruso injury prone? <laughs> so here we go again. This man uh, plays balls out, and so he gets hurt here and there. And uh, I had to leave today's game, obviously. Didn't come back in the second half, being tested for a concussion. Uh, what did you think about the play? What did you think about Alex Caruso's impact in the game and, and missing that in the second half? Again, it's it's hard to call him injury prone, but like injury probable is that a word? Because he just <laughs> plays with such an intensity. 
Um, the play, it's playoff basketball. People, you know, guys are going to get hit. I, I, yeah, I didn't feel any type of way about the play when it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's Seemed unfortunate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it was just like shit happens, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was unfortunate when it happened. I groaned audibly whenever mm-hmm. it turned out he was out for the game because at that point he he had four assists already he was really the the playmaker before Zach stepped up and and you know kind of took that over he was he was really doing a lot and so I don't think he's injury prone but yeah maybe, maybe a little injury probable just because he plays with such a reckless abandon uh yeah that's a good point uh injury probable I like that uh <laughs> I like that new uh new word there you made up there um yeah it just concerns me a little bit just because i just i don't don't know if i can uh you know count on this guy to always be available in the basketball game which is like the one thing i'm, I'm like worried about uh not that I necessarily i mean obviously alex Russo is fantastic and he deserved every penny that he's being paid uh it's just something that's like always in the back of my mind i'm like okay well is alex Russo going to be able to like finish out this game and i just can't ever answer that with like a straight that's like that's i feel the same way about patrick beverly and that's not because he gets injured. Injured. It's because he's like always thrown out of basketball games and always getting just stupid technical fouls. It's like one of those kind of type of deals where it's like, okay, I can't really count on this guy to play the entire game. Uh, so you know, hopefully I get 20, 25 minutes out of him. Uh, you know, if not, then he's he might go 35, 40 and play really well. So uh, just a thought I had in my mind there about Alex Caruso. Obviously, he's a fantastic player though. I have nothing against Alex Caruso uh, at all. Uh, I O. Though let's talk about Io. You were tell, you mentioned him as you know potential guy to step up on the defensive end and be uh, a communicator on that side of the basketball. He comes in and, and hits a couple of big threes. He was three of seven from the floor, eight points. Uh, not a lot of assists, but uh, a couple of assists I should say. But uh, you know had a positive impact. Brought some energy into this game. Do you play Io uh, Desumu over Kobe White in this next game in this elimination game? Yeah, I would. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even I don't even think that's that. I don't think that's comfort, you know. I don't think that's anything. I think that's obvious at this point. I think they'll Io, both get. They'll both probably get. We'll have to look at the status of Caruso, obviously, because if Caruso's out, they'll likely both get quite a bit of minutes. But yeah, go ahead. Right. I mean, we saw it tonight. Kobe White had 13 minutes. Io had 29. Mm-hmm. I, I think Io is clearly going to be the guy they lean on going forward, and I, I think that's the right decision, especially against a team like the Bucks. I think you need that size. You need that wing. You know that wingspan, that length out there, and. Kobe's Kobe's we I said it a minute ago Kobe's handle isn't developed enough that he can take mm-hmm. advantage of a team this long and this talented on the defensive end so yeah you're right on the money especially if Caruso can't play Io's going to start um mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure but mm-hmm. even if he can go I expect Io to be the guy getting the majority of the bench minutes yeah and you know I hope that Io can bring a little bit of that um fighting through the screens that Caruso has brought you know every single night that's really given us a chance here so again more flowers to Caruso here um, I just feel like that's really given us a chance in these games, especially those first two games, to, to kind of steal a, a basketball game. And, and who knows? Maybe we steal another one from these guys in Milwaukee uh, in the next one. It's not a, at all a given. It's not even a, a probable thing. It's a it's a very long shot thing. But I, from what I've seen from the Bulls trade, I don't I won't count it out. I think that they have a lot of heart here and they're giving their full effort. And uh, if they catch the Milwaukee Bucks sleeping, I think they have a chance to really steal a basketball game from them here. So you know, looking for a, a second win, that would be huge for us i think uh and it would extend the series obviously which is giving us you know more experience here for guys like io Desumu. um but 
speaking of giving experience, I want to talk about giving here. Stop giving your personal information to your ISP. On top of overcharging, your ISP is legally al allowed to legally sell your browsing history to third-party advertisers for a ton of cash. Take your privacy back with ExpressVPN. Head to our promotion special promotional link at expressvpn.com slash hoopball to get three bonus months on a 12-month subscription. It's super easy. Turning it on takes just one click, and it works great with streaming services like Netflix or sports packages like League Pass 2. Once more, that's, that's expressvpn.com slash hoopball. Grab those three bonus months. Meow. Um, so Billy Donovan, I've brought him up uh, all series is, you know, this is kind of a uh, a uh, evaluation of him moving forward as a head coach. So just you know, give me your thoughts before I give you my thoughts, Trey. What do you think about Billy's handling of uh, game four here? I mean, I thought they were doing really well to start. I, You know, they were only down three at the end of the first quarter. Milwaukee kind of turned it on after that, but I, I thought they did. I thought they did fine. Um, you'd like to see. It seems like they're trying to make the right adjustments. I think he's just making the adjustments too late. Um, again, I keep going back to that. You have to have you have to have something to fall back on when your offense that you like to run just isn't working. And I don't think that the Bulls between between the early season success and then the injuries and everything just trying to stay afloat. I don't think the Bulls developed good secondary habits, and now they're trying to do that in the playoffs just to survive. So, I think it's I think it's a, a not a red flag for Billy Donovan, but I think it is a little bit of a yellow flag. And mm -hmm. what you what we really need to see is this offseason, the, the next training camp, is these guys need to be able to to do these things on the defensive end that we that we wish they could do now that we see flashes of, but we don't see on a regular basis. Yeah, there have been some really good flashes defensively, and, and I'll definitely second that. Um, and I think even in spots in this game, they played defense really fantastic against Giannis, keeping him out of the paint. And, you know, they had a very obvious game plan that they were going to give up that three ball. And uh, unfortunately, it buried them. And, 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 you know, Grayson Allen just shot it incredibly. So did Wes Matthews. So did uh, Patrick, Patrick Connaughton. Uh, just all of their shooters just had an incredible day from the floor. And that happens. And that's just something you got to live with if that's what you decide to do. But their ability to build a wall against Giannis, I thought, um, you know, even with the the defenders that we've had and we've seen the last two months, I thought, you know, I think I definitely have to give some Billy some credit there. Uh, and he's done a, a pretty good job with that. Like you said, I think that there are adjustments being made. I do think they're also late. I think that, you know, there's some obvious stuff that's happening. Like, like, you know, I'll point to what I said before about Bobby Portis. It was like the first, I want to say five out of the first seven possessions where Bobby Portis just isolating in the, in the mid range against Vucevic and uh, somebody else was guarding him. I can't remember who it was. DeRo uh, he, when he made those three in a row, they were, they were all three on DeRozan. DeRozan. And then, and then they switched Vuce for the last one. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they brought Vooch over because Rosen so, was just too small to guard yeah. to guard Portis, and they just didn't. They didn't have anything. You know, they didn't have a backup plan. Yeah. So, so his his answer, uh, and I get now that you say that, it, it kind of makes sense now. But at the time that it happened, Trey, I was like, look, oh, they switched Vooch on him. Look what's going to happen. He's going to do the same exact thing and, and get a uh, a jump shot. And it happened within five seconds of me saying that. And, uh, you know, I just don't think Vucevic was a great answer there. Not that there was a great answer on the floor, but I just felt like, you know, um, it was just obvious to me. And so, again, that's just being slow to adjust. But like I said, uh, they didn't really go back to Bobby Porter. So that didn't happen the rest of the game. So maybe it's something where he did make an adjustment at that point. And, you know, they didn't necessarily uh, – the Bucks didn't necessarily see such an advantage there. Uh, but, like, stuff like that. 
is what gives me, you said yellow flag, and I think that's a pretty accurate statement for me as well. Uh, not a red flag yet. I'm not like throwing the towel on Billy. I, I've been a critic of his for all season. I feel, well, not all season, but uh, three quarters of the season probably. And, uh, you know, again, I don't think he's the worst coach in the world. I, I'm not saying that. I don't think he's, you know, worse than average. I think he's pretty average. And I just want to see him improve in some things. And this is one of the things I see that I want him to improve in. So I don't get why people are so heated about this on Twitter and stuff. It's like, I'm not saying he's like awful and he needs to be fired or anything like that. Right. So I don't know. Uh, well, but yeah, on do Twitter, you, it's all about being on one side. You're either, either all in one or all in the other. This is why I'm not made for Twitter, but yeah, I spend all day on it. So uh, yeah, that's go me, I guess. Go, go my mental health. Um, let's but let's uh let's let's talk about you know Vooch a little bit here uh and one thing that i did also see with the bulls was you know they made that run to cut it to eight within in the third quarter then milwaukee had the counter punch and built the lead back up to 15 i think it was and Vooch just disappeared again it was you know it, it, it happened even earlier than the fourth quarter this time the bulls and hubie brown was mentioning it even uh, several times as it was happening the bulls were just not looking to get the ball to him to create you know uh, uh, make the defense move and collapse so that they could, you know, create openings in other other places on the floor. So I just don't. That to me is a, a, an error on the coaching because I just don't understand why you don't call a timeout there and then and there and emphasize the fact that you were getting good looks when you got Vooch the ball in the post in the high post and people were cutting off of that. Uh, you were relying on Vooch to play make. So I just why did they go away from a trade? Do you have any explanation? This for this ties into something I was going to bring up. So I do have an explanation for it actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at the I'm looking at the box score right now. Even though Caruso only played 17 minutes, so he was one of the starters. DeRozan had 20 shots. Zach had 18 shots, and Vucevic had 14 shots. Which normally you think, okay, that's about right, you know, on a bad night. But then you have Patrick Williams also getting 13 shots. Mm-hmm. I feel like if if you have Patrick Williams, DeRozan, and Zach getting that many, you know, getting that many shots, that's what 20, 38. 41, what, 51 shots compared to Vooch getting 14? You have to get Vooch involved. DeRozan and Zach, if Patrick Williams is going to take 13 shots, those shots need to come from DeRozan and Zach. They don't need to be coming from the ones that Vucevic is taking. We still need Vucevic to be creating from that big position. He's the only big creator we have. And when you stop using it, like you mentioned, it just goes away and it stalls everything else down. So to me, I again... Yellow flag with the Billy Donovan. Not making sure Vooch is being focused whenever the wings are kind of taking over because the Bulls do love that iso ball so much. Um, So to me, I think that's the reason why. I think that's something to look at going forward. So to me, the big two things I want to see next year is the offense running more through Vucevic and maybe even Patrick Williams as the small ball five against some lesser teams next year just to get him kind of that practice. And that, again, the defensive rotations. Yeah, it, it, you were seeing things like early in the first uh, half where, you know, Vooch was making just a quick cut to the middle of or the uh, elbow uh, or just below the elbow to the side of the basketball, to the strong side, uh, catching the basketball and then just making good decisions from there. And we just didn't see it in the second half. Um, so, yeah, again, you know, you, you said yellow flag again. I, I agree with you there. Also, uh, Trey, it's just something that <clears throat> the Bulls went away from and they, there's really not a good reasoning for it. Uh, and they really just kind of shot themselves in the foot by, by not going uh, to it more. Um, here We're going to end on a, on a good note here, Trey. And the good note is that Tristan Thompson only got five minutes and 17 seconds. <laughs> and I'm, I'm okay with that. But I, I agree now. 
Uh, I will go ahead and admit that I was wrong. I thought Tristan Thompson was a good signing. I thought this was going to be, you know, help shore up our, you know, rebounding shortcomings. It was going to help. Uh, we were going to be solid defensively when he was on the floor. I thought, you know, he'd bring a lot more than he has brought so far. Uh, I'm out. I'm out on Tristan Thompson. No more Tristan Thompson for me. Let Derek Jones Jr. play all this. So, you know, I always give Marque some bull crap on, online and, and, and on the show. Uh, Marque has been saying that from from the start of the uh, of the playoffs, basically, and I am on board 100 percent with that. What about you? Oh, yeah, 100 percent. I've been out on Thompson since about a week after he signed in terms of being, you know, a long term competitor. I liked the signing at the time. I thought it was a good idea to bring him in um, and just to try him out. And, it, you know, it, it didn't necessarily work out. So, to me, I, I'm so glad he's not playing. Yeah. I mentioned but, liking – yeah, I mentioned liking Derek Jones Jr. at the five. The Bucks are they're, – you know, they're, they're really too big to have Patrick Williams at the five. But I just think there's so many better, more versatile options that the Bulls can have that can just change things up and can just kind of revitalize this team that just seems to stagnate and get stuck in the mud shoot, rather than point. Tristan freaking Thompson. Shoot, at this point, give Marco Simonovic, you know, five to eight minutes. I mean, come on, let's let's start looking towards next season. I want to see this guy out there. He's been killing it in the G League. Uh, let's see what this guy's got. Give him those minutes. Give him some uh, some you know uh, reps here in a high uh, high stressful environment. And see what happens. I mean, you have nothing to lose at this point. Um, so why not? Uh, but yeah, please, please no more Tristan Thompson minutes. Let's uh, let's pull the plug on that entirely. Just to kind of give his uh, stat line here: five minutes and seventeen seconds. He played one re one assist. Three turnovers and two personal fouls, so he had more turnovers and fouls than uh, than other stats, uh, which you know not not too surprising. Um, but yeah, Trey, we we've got one more game at least here. Uh, we're gonna hope for a Bulls win, and you know the Bulls can extend the series here, and that's that's all we can do. You, you hang around, you uh, try to keep yourselves in it, and you see what happens. I mean, Middleton went down, maybe uh, Giannis turns his ankle in the in the beginning of the next game, and and the Bulls pull one out. You never know. You just got to keep banging away and uh, and going after it. And um, that is one thing I'll give the Bulls credit for tonight or today, I should say, is that even though the Bull- the Bucks were clearly the better team and they were just getting spanked pretty much from the tip, uh, the Bulls never gave up. The Bulls really, I felt like, gave Max effort all the way through uh, through the end of the game. Uh, sometimes they made boneheaded decisions, but the effort level was there. What do you agree with that? 100%. This game, I consider, it sucks to lose by this much. I know, I'm not saying it was a big success, but there were silver linings to find in this defeat. So, to me, it it's a good learning experience. It's a great playoff experience for the guys who haven't been there before. And on to the next one. If the next one is the last one, um, it is what it is. But I think, the Bull, I think the Bulls had a much more respectable showing tonight than they did in the first game back at the United Center. And it's been a good season, man. Uh, the Bulls were projected by everybody to be a, basically a play-in team. Uh, they end up being a sixth seed, uh, obviously struggled down the stretch there. But uh, we'll definitely do a recap at the end of this year and just uh, break down, you know, our thoughts on the, on the, season, on the season as a whole, uh, what we were expecting, what happened, and, and all that. But uh, I'm excited for that as well. But uh, Wednesday, we've got the Bucks again, April 27th. No time yet on that uh, on that game but we've got a few days to sit here and uh, think about this uh, this loss and, and what the bulls can do to be better so uh before we do sign off though i want to also remind you all to use coupon code hoopball20 at manscaped.com for 20 percent off your order and free shipping and also check out our pals at mybookie.ag use code hoopball on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well i'm keith cork you can find me on twitter at, at bsbp keith and trey where can the good people find you 
on Twitter at Final Finally. And please do follow the show at Ethos Bulls. I'll be bringing you content all off season here, uh, probably at least once a week here. So uh, stick with us. If you're a true diehard Bulls fan, we will have some stuff here to hold you over until that summer league starts uh, and draft time and all that good stuff. So uh, it's all just around the corner, man. Basketball never stops. Basketball never sleeps. Uh, let's go, Bulls. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.